with Adrianosaurus, the coach of Rapanorama for super coach purposes. I want to kick off the show. Obviously, we heard the news on Paul Green uh, earlier in the week and I want to send out my sincerest thoughts to the Green family and anybody, um, friends or has even been affected by this. Uh, I don't think you can be an NRL fan um, and not really for it to hit you hard and, and such a shame and a sad thing to hear um, for such a young man to um, go, you know, and we hear that it's uh, as a result of suicide and, and that's a big, big problem um, in our society today, particularly with men. Um, we see you know, nine men a day in Australia and their own lives and, and it really, really sucks. It's, it's fucked, excuse the language on the podcast, but... Some people, unfortunately, fight enormous demons um, and they have all they may have a lot of trauma um, and they're in a very dark place. I am only going to have a few things to say on this to kick off the show. And, and number one is if you are somebody that has been touched by suicide in your life, um, I have personally, and you are not to blame. You know, there's... Thoughts that go through your mind when something like this happens that you could have done more or you should have noticed or, um, you know, that you let them down in some way. And look, the fact of the matter is, you know, often when people are in a dark place like this and fighting huge demons, they never let anybody know. And that, that sucks. And that's we need to change that for number one. But And number two, some people, even if you do help them, even if they do have family members help them or they get um, some professional help, some of them are just in such a dark place and uh, they they don't that it doesn't work and 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 it, there's nothing that can be done. They'll do it. They get it. They, you know they'll they'll do it anyway. And it's it's a terrible terrible thing um, that people that go through this by themselves. And um, that's my next point on it. Um, I think we need to change the stigma, particularly with men. Um, around t- letting people know how you feel or checking in with each other on an emotional level and on a mental level. I, I go out with, f- I've known friends for years and I, I do not, I don't know what they do for a job. I don't know um, what their, how many members they have in their family. I don't know about their day. I, I like them and we, they like me and we like each other because of a common interest, but I never ever check in with them on a personal level. Um, and and it's wrong. It's not the way we should be. Um, we grew up in a society where men were supposed to be tough and hard and this, that, and the other. We, yeah, as a result of that, we were treating women very poorly, and that sort of has ch- turning now. It's not okay. We, it never was okay, but that was something that you know men were always brought up thinking that we're the man of the house and we're strong and we've changed our thinking on that but we haven't when it comes to speaking you know our hearts and and our feelings with other people um so i really think the nrl needs to we need a mental health round you know an are you okay round because it's such a, a a it's not just men, it's not just women, you know, it's children. The world is affected by mental health issues um, and 
we've got to shine a light on it, you know, and, and us as people and particularly to you men out there, we've got to check in on men and, and ask our friends, you know, or look for some signs if things aren't okay. Just ask them how they're going, how, how, how are things, you know, just not, not footy related, just in general, your life, your family, the job, you know, how, how, how are you, you holding up? Um, I think that that's one thing we can do. Do it once a week, whatever, you know, it doesn't hurt. Um, and two, to you people out there that are fighting demons or doing it tough, you don't have to do it alone. You don't. It doesn't have to be your family members. It doesn't have to be your partner. It can be a stranger. You know, some of the most horrible things I've gone through, I, I, I got picked up off the ground um, in a car park on you know, on my hands and knees crying by a complete stranger, you know, who helped me and drove me home, you know, and that was a stranger. You may only talk to these people via Supercoach and you may only talk to them online, but you've got to give people credit. People care and they will help you in any way they can most often, you know, nine times out of ten, so you don't have to do it alone. You can reach out um, to them for sure. And, you know, I, I hope that you... I hope that you do. I hope that you feel like um, you can and that you're not a failure and it's not weak to do that because it certainly isn't. Um, and that's all I want to say on it um, for, for tonight's podcast um, because we all have talked about it. And we, I, I know I've been in a lot of chats where people have checked in, people have put out messages and said, you know, I'm here if you need me. And I'll say that officially too. Super coach by Adrian Asaurus. Find me on any of the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, join my groups and send me a DM. If you are not you know, doing it, doing it so well, I will help you in any way that I possibly can. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to be able to solve it. You know, but it means I'll be here and I will be there to help in any way that I can. If, um, if you can get a hold of, you know, uh, if you can't get a hold of somebody that you can confide in, you know, you, you can do it with a stranger, me, other people you know in socials, workplace. If you can do it with family or friends, that's great. If not, thirteen eleven fourteen is Lifeline Crisis Support Service. You're not alone. You don't have to do it alone. And you are not a failure if you're doing it tough. We all do it tough. We all have tough days. And some of us need help. And some of us get help. And, and you deserve help too. So that's all I want to say on that. Alrighty, on to the Supercoach round 22 round. It was a bit of an up and down round. We had some, again, like last week, I had some low scores. I had some high scores. Um, and I've finished around the 12-15 mark at the moment. We've still got a couple of games to update. I only had one live head-to-head this week, um, which was a $200 cashy, <laughs> mind you. So I was riding that one head-to-head really hard. I've made it into the, the finals. I had a week off in all the others, which was good. Um, and I did have you know a dynasty draft that I've been watching pretty hard as well, the old Fig Jam. Um, and I'm holding the lead in that one just for now, which is really good. Hopefully, I don't get stiffed by updates. And in my $200 cashy, one of my big rivals. I've never said a word to Bron, but she's such a good player in Supercoach and is there in, in up, up the pointy end of every bloody league I'm in. And I've even been eliminated by her before. Um, and at the moment, I'm 12.15 to her 11.81. Thanks to Big David for feeder. 
kick and Oh, did I never get the bloody sound effects right? Don't you, David Fafino? <laughs> he ran away for one of those David Fafita tries. Up until that point, I was not in the lead because she she had captained Garrick, um, and I was and Garrick was on fifty points already. Um, he went on to finish on seventy eight, and the difference was Big Dave getting that try really. So so far, fingers crossed, touch wood. I am uh, in the lead, and even if uh, Garrick updates, hopefully it's not you know too big, you know, and I can hold on for that win and stay alive in the two hundred. Cashy. Um, so 12.15, how do I think that is for par? I reckon it's par. I'm in some strong leagues and we're up the pointy end of the season. Um, I see a lot of 1170s and a lot of 1200s. I really think it's 1200 this week. There wasn't um, most, most highly owned players, um, you know, did pretty well or pretty poorly there wasn't you know it was only really potish type players like um aj Brimson and stuff that went and blew the the doors off the round and um even the captain's game um you know there was a couple of poor poor choices in there but there was plenty that was sort of in the same ballpark so um look i think it's pretty good i think i'll probably hold rank hopefully there um and hopefully I'll hold on in my couple of head-to-heads that I care about this week. Um, so the, the VC for me was Teddy, and we'll get to him when we go through the captains. It was a forgettable 200, wasn't it? He was shite. It was a rubbish game by Teddy, which you never see. Like, his worst is busy at best, and... You know, he was not even very busy in this game. It was poor, although the chooks were good. Um, And my captain was Hines, who was on 54 points at halftime. And everyone will be saying unicorns because he got got updated today, you know, 20 points. But I felt like he was busy enough in the second half for more than 20-something points. I was like, oh, oh, and I, I get a bit tinfoil hat at times. I was like, what's going on with the scoring here in this second half? Nico hasn't been, you know, he didn't lay on try galore, but he's been busier than 20 points. I was flabbergasted, to be quite honest. So I think, you know, the 20-point update, as I know everyone will say unicorns, but I think it was probably underscored alive, in my opinion. He was my captain. That was probably a big difference in my head-to-head as well. So I get a good point swing there with that update, 40 points. Um, so that was good. Um my successes of the round were obviously Trell, who has been an absolute gun. He did have that one low, slowish score, fifty-two, wasn't it? When he since he's come back, um, but he has been an absolute dynamo. Um, he finished on one hundred and fifteen this week in a hard matchup. So you know, I think we asked those questions: Is Latrell going to struggle in a hard draw home? I don't think so. Latrell is going to give South a chance at this Premiership. You know, if he stays healthy. Um, and I don't think there's any opposition that can contain him. It's just a matter of whether he wants to get busy and get involved in the game. If he does, he basically will be, you know, he'll almost ton up, I reckon, every game. Uh, Robson, I think he downdated a little bit. Where are you, Robson? I think he downdated to 91, was he? I can't even find him. Oh, yeah. 91, he downdated from 98. Um, but he's been an absolute gun this year. Um, you know, there was. I was always thinking about him as a stepping stone up to Harry Grant, and eventually I decided there's no way I'm selling Robson, and now I've got a Harry Grant Robson pair, which I'm very happy with. But 
he he's you know Hawker was a bit of a barren old wasteland for options, and I think he, oh I've got a few Dragons friends that were absolutely spewing that Robson left, and they and they also play Supercoach. So like if he ever gets eighty minutes, he's going to score well, and he's proven to do that when he plays eighty minutes. Um, Sean Lane, eighty five points this week. He's probably been, um. Well, I mean, in the second row forward, uh, let's have a look. I mean, he, is he the number one averaging second row forward? Because he, he, he's having some sort of year. And in that team, you know, you've got great players like IPAP, like um, Maddo. And, and, I, and I think that he is the top of the pops in there. He gets the biggest minutes. Um, and he's, you know, he's proving in attack, particularly as a real weapon in that in that team. Let's have a look at him. Averages-wise... You know, he's fourth on the list. I think this week he'll probably overtake Maddo, won't he? I reckon he'll be in I reckon he'll be into third spot after this week. So he's been absolutely sensational, Sean Lane. Look, uh, what did I put in there? Who's that next one? I can't understand my writing. Mun- Munster, he was a good one for me again this week. That was probably Munster floor. Um, he did. He is playing in at fullback. So, um, but look, I'll take the he, he, that's his floor seventies. Munster um, and Harry Grant. It's a good combo in there with a ninety out of Robson and a seventy three out of Grant. My fails were obviously Teddy, who who stunk it up in his 200th game. Unbelievable, really. Um, 9.9% captain as well. Um, Fish on 47. It was a smelly game. Although, look, they were highly emotional, weren't they? Both teams had, um, you know, a good, a, a strong affiliation with Paul Green. And I'm going to forgive them for all being down a little bit, I guess, in that game. Um, Drinkwater, he... It wasn't really a great matchup for them. I sort of started to worry about playing him, um, but you know, Talakai was late out and stuff, so I was I, I I was like, well, I'll bite the bullet if he can get to fifty, I'll accept it. He finished on forty eight. It wasn't a big ton or anything, was it? So um, no, no good. Toto. Mate, it's worry time. We're going to have to play out the rest of Supercoach season with no Luai and Cleary. Um, and that's big, big time, big time worries for all the edge men in To'o. Uh, he moved to the other side this week, but, you know, To'o uh, May, who looks like he's injured, we'll have to see if we even get him back at, um, you know, for any more games. But To'o's a big worry. He, he hasn't been scoring anything like the To'o that we know and love. You can't take the two starting halves out of there and expect anything different, really. Lolo, um, look, he was shit house. He stunk it up. Um, 45 points from him. Um, but, like I said, that's he. That's only meaning it in Supercoach. We can allow them that because they have a lot on their plate. And the fact that they can even turn up and play on game day is a big hats off to them. And it was wonderful the way that Lolo spoke after the game as well. But for Supercoach purposes, he was a stinker for me this week. Um, Ronaldo. Um, you know, <laughs> these wingers that we thought were going to be great guns for us in the run home. Toto, Mulatalo. You know, May and even um, Joey Manu has not been tunning up. You know, he he was unstoppable for most of the year. We're not really getting these big ceiling scores out of wingers. And poor old Mulatalo, he's he's got to get past four hogs on the inside of him before he even gets the ball. And he's basically all he is is a grunt guy, <laughs> you know, taking runs out of their own area. The ball doesn't ever get to the wingers, and especially not on that left side. I mean, dare I say... He's missing Moylan? I don't know, but it's no good. Um, and, oh, yeah, it's going to be really hard. Your head-to-head 
business end now. You know, you're going to be in your eliminations. It's going to be really hard. It could be make or break which one of these guys we play um, in the final rounds because you could play these guys and get 20s, you know, unfortunately. Um, that's where we'll leave it on the pause. What else did I... I mean, who else? Ola was pretty poor today with a 43 for my team as well, and I'll... I'll put him in there as a stinger. Um, captains. Okay, so the biggest captain of the week was Hines. Look, I was snooty. I even did a gif of the old, <laughs> on the, uh, or gif, whoever, however you say it, on uh, Twitter saying I'm not happy with Hines' second half. But that was because I was worried. I was concerned about the scoring. I, I thought it was a bit down. Um, but he updated to 90. He was 31% captain. So there's a lot of us. A third of the players in the game will be happy that he updated nicely. 9.9% percent of people captain teddy for 47 that's gonna hurt you um 6.6 we're on trell i really think that was a real nice courageous captain um call against the eels away um and you deserve it he's turned up 115 points he'll be you know well yeah him to it's a a decent enough jump from from Hines. so well done um munster 4.1 percent with a 76 so that's in the ballpark over Hines. Garrick, four uh, percent. He finished on. Well, he hasn't updated yet, has he? But he's, you know, he's in seventies, so that's all right. Um, Manu, two point eight percent for fifty-two points. So that's, you know, if you if you got a monster or a Teddy, oh, sorry, a Manu or a Teddy, you know, you're a little down. Um, and IPAP was down as two point two for a sixty. So those are probably the the if the no good ones. If you got a monster or you got a um, a Hines or you've got a Trell, I think you're in good shape. Um, there were some injuries. We know that uh, May has that AC. Um, obviously, that's a pain resistance thing. Uh, will he be back next week? I don't know how it works for backs. Um, we'll have to wait and see. But even then, uh, look, I don't know how red. I would have sat him this week anyway. <laughs> so I wouldn't have played him. Um Martin, he did an ankle look pretty rough in that game. I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I haven't looked up the old era of physio to see what his time frame is. Um, but it looked pretty nasty to me. We'll have to wait and see how many weeks, you know, or if he's going to be out. Um, Clem missed this week with a knee. I don't know. I haven't heard anything on the severity of that knee as well. Um, and we'll have to wait and see um, if he's back for next week. Ilias did an ankle. They tell us it's two weeks for that. Talakai was the shoulder. Coach reckons that's one week. Um, but again, well, he hasn't been set the world alight, has he? Uh, Rudolph has done a knee. Looks like it could be um, MCL, they say. We'll have to wait and hear, um, you know, a confirmation on that. And unfortunately, Saab, in that last game, they've said an ACL, which is a real shame um, for Saab and Manly going out, you know, you know <laughs> in a rough style um, on this year's competition. Um, other news from the round, Seraldo, he's going to be the coach of the Dogs. They've got some good signings coming over there. Although, I mean, I probably would have preferred to keep Jerry Marshall King instead of Reed Marnie. But Kick Owl's coming over next year. So he's going to have a couple of good recruits coming there. And they're already showing some good signs this year. Um, does that mean that um, Stephen Crichton... I've heard whispers that he might go with him and be the fullback um, there at the Dogs. That could be interesting um, as well. So um, what else? Amon, I didn't think he's try. I don't think he grounded that. 
um, PS sucked in dragons. I just put that in my notes. Isn't that funny that the Raiders got dudded with that Ben Hunt nonsense, um, you know, a few rounds back and then something similar in today's game. It wasn't even nearly as bad, mind you, because um, there was only two seconds on the clock anyway. So, um, but sucked in. Now, the Raiders are still alive. Well, I guess the by words, the Raiders are still alive, but there's no way the Raiders are making the eight, I don't think, and they don't deserve to. Uh, on to the games, good, bad, and ugly. Um, the first game, the Panthers 0 um, to the Storm 16. My notes from the game were the Storm, a touch uh, of their groove was found, um, and the Panthers, they're losing their groove, aren't they? Unfortunately, the Panthers are... You know, if you add suspensions to injuries, they're not healthy or, you know, troops-wise in good shape close to the finals, are they? Um, And the Storm, you know, they're just sort of warming up a smidge, I think. Um, And Munster looks good at the back as well. Um, The good for me was Appy. He downdated uh, to 85, but it was still a good game for Appy. You know, I've always said if there, if as soon as you lose stars from that team, and if Abby's in there, he will score well. So um, over the last few rounds, it's been good. He got an eighty-nine last week, an eighty-five this week as well. Um, other good scores in there with the cheese with an eighty-nine Munster. I mentioned in the captain's part with a seventy-six. Yo was okay with a sixty-eight, and Nelson was pretty good with a sixty-nine. My bad um, was Kickow. Um, 24.6. He was back from injury. Um, and look, it's a bit harsh, Ado. Um, but 50 points. Um, he was pretty well handled out there. Um, 78% of the play of his owners played him. And you would play him, I think, because 66, 102, 59, uh, 49. Yeah, so you, you would have played him. And unfortunately, you know, it wasn't a big 85, 90 this week. Um, 50. Um, Coates. 11.4% owned. He finished on a 40. He nearly got an amazing try. That would have made all the difference, wouldn't it? For, so it would have been a much better score, I think, had he got that one down. Um, 8, 16, 36, 45, and then this 40. So the last five weeks has not been fun being a Coates owner, unfortunately. Um, Sean O'Sullivan, he was one that I floated as a pretty decent shout to replace your Cleary in there because I wasn't convinced on DCE. Um Hughes was the one I was interested in, and he got an injury. I wasn't keyed on Fogarty, um, and Sean O'Sullivan had scored well every time he'd got game time this year. 2% of people owned him. Um, he finished on 37. 543 people brought him in, um, and that's his worst score. Unfortunately, the last four weeks, 70, 80, 70, 71, all of that is absolutely delicious. Um, so finishing on a 37 will be a bit disappointing for owners this week. Um, Wishart, he's 6.5% owned. When I was looking at uglies, I was surprised that he was that owned, um, you know, finished on five. So if you were somebody that, um, you know, had loop uh, opportunities, and just say your VC'd Trell, um, you know, you would have been getting a five if you were one of those 6.5% that own Wishart. Um, 12 15, 9, and 27. It's not good reading uh, for Wishart. Um, on to the next game, the Warriors versus the Dogs. All my notes say is, let's gone, Warriors. And how can you get rid of the shoey guy? Ban for life for a shoey? I mean, I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, I saw footage of uh, two people having a bit of uh, how you doing in the stands at a cricket game once. 
I don't know. I don't even think they got a, a life ban, but doing a shoey and you're banned for life? Goodness me. Um, the good for me was Walsh, 1.4%. It's, you know, wow. You know, he's um, owned higher than I thought he would be, but he finished on 102. He's tunned up. Um, look, he's got some speed and he's got some ball playing in there. So when there's 42 points, I think he's going to be involved in a lot of that attack. And he was 55% of his owners sat him. I mean, he's fullback only. So why are you sitting a fullback? If you've got a fullback, I think you play him because their scoring potential is exactly that, um, hundreds. And look, against the Dogs, it's not the hardest matchup at home for the Warriors, is it? So anyway, uh, each their own, but surprise me. Um, other good scores, uh, SJ87, Kosi. You know, ever since that horrid game against the Melbourne Storm and he got his second chance, he's been showing a bit out there and it's really good to see from the kid. Um, 82 points, nice job. AFB, 94 points, good. Um, The bad for me, Fox, 6.7% owned, 42 points. That's pretty much sort of flourish Fox, isn't it? I mean, you can go single digits, you can go really low, but um, that's the thing. That's why you'll just be like, all right, I'll take the 42. I mean, we get the same out of Mulatalo as well. If it's not a tonne, you'll take 40, you know, because it's better than what they can do sometimes, which is 10s and 12s. Um, And what's 42 with a try, though, mind you? Um, 91% of his owners played him, and you probably would because you thought it was a good matchup. Um, Ugly for me was Burton, 10.9%. That's, you know, people are going, Burton's a nice pod. I'm like, you know, he's got a nice draw home. 23. That's a stinker. That's a, where are we? Oh, Birdo. Um, yeah, he, he basically wasn't running or putting on any attack. He was just a kicker, you know, um, in this game. All it was was the kicks. 871 uh, people brought him in. No good. Uh, On to another one, actually ugly in there, 11.9%. Karaz, uh, he updated from his 18 to a 24. He's, it wasn't the dog's day, um, really. Um, 70% of his owners played him. We know he's got a huge, huge ceiling in him, so I'm sure people were very disappointed owners. Um with his 24. Uh, on to the next game, the Rabbitohs uh, did the Eels to nil, 26 to nil. Um, look, the, the Rabbitohs are finding um, some form. I really think the way the ladder is going to sort of finish potentially at the end of the year, teams like the Roosters and the, and the Rabbitohs are going to be lower on the ladder than where they're peaking to. You know what I mean? I think they are going to absolutely throw terrors into opposition higher on the ladder who are going to potentially play them in round one of the finals because they're peaking at the right time. They certainly have all of the tools in them to defense and attack to really trouble some teams come finals. So, um, look, they got the job done against the Eels and the Eels. I mean, (laughs) they have it in them to be very good too, but their hit rate just seems to be far worse than some of the elite teams. Um, The good for me is obviously going to be Trell, 31.5%. We saw the captain percent, 7.5. Well done to you, captain. As I didn't captain him, I was playing funny buggers with Bron on there, and I, I... Initially had the VC on Trell, and then I late changed it to Teddy. I thought Teddy in his 200 was going to absolutely tear the you-know-whats off it. Um, But then Bron late changed it to Trell, and she didn't loop him, uh, which I thought was probably could be a possibility, um, but she didn't do it. Um, But he he was fantastic. He's got mostly, you know, he's 99, 136, oh, sorry, 99, 136, 99, 52, 52, 115 last week. 
uh, and then a 115 this week. So it's very good for, for from Trell. Uh, other good scores in there was Cook. He finished on a 93, got a, a couple of points update. Murray, 89. He always updates. He's nice, six points or whatever. Um, AJ finished on an 80. Cody, 85. He's been going better than bloody drink water, I think, or maybe at their level. I traded him to drink water, but... Yeah, you beat him this week, um, unfortunately for me. Uh, Lane, also good uh, with an 85. Um, the bad for me was Dillbags, 19.6. Um, he was very good last week, wasn't he? But he, 56 is probably, you know, Dillbags' floor. He, he, he updated, okay, went up a few points. Um, but there was zero points for the Eels. So, you know, I think 56 is not too bad, really, uh, when you've got zero points on the board. 70, 62, 80, 98, 56 from him uh, in the recent weeks. Um, Gutho, bad, 5.6%. Uh, uh, finish on a 58 for a fullback. You know, that's not the best. And you've lost uh, Moses out of the team. You sort of think that um, Gutho... Last week I was calling people who brought Gutho in a genius because he got a 127. That's what I was sort of hoping for this week. Um, but he finished on a 58, which I think is a bit low. Um, but look, his last five weeks, 50, 67, 88, 127, 58 is actually pretty good. Pretty average to, to good um, f- for him, but it was a bit of a down game. No points for the Eels. Uh, ugly for me was Sevo, 4.4%. You just go on, Steve, oh, turn up, mate, uh, at home. Uh, but finish off a 36. No tries. He actually looked really slow me out there. I don't know how, you know, how much, you know, he just doesn't seem as fast. 67, 69, 74, 74. The last four weeks have been pretty good as Sevo owners, so the 36 this week would have hurt just a smidge. Um, On to the next game, the Roosters versus the Cows. Both teams, you know, probably really emotionally um, a little bit wrecked uh, this week. The Roosters are warming up. Um, the Cows look a little flat. 32 to 18, they got the job done. The good for me was Robson, 5.9%. Um, we are happy owners all of, I bet you every, you could ask any Robson owner, they're very happy with him. He downdated a smidge to 91. He's a weapon. Um, my other good scores in there, Verrill's updated 30 points or something to 131. He's the top scorer for that game easily and one of the top scorers of the round. So um, I should have a look at what he's owed, but you shouldn't own him, but you do, and you got 131 this week. Uh, Lodge has been really good. Uh, he's Of course, he was going to be good at the Chooks, who were, you know, a sort of a premiership contending type team. You put him in there with Jared Warrior Hargraves, and they've got a really tidy front row now. So Lodge finished on an 89, good stuff, scored a try. Radley was sensational. Rads, um, 89. Uh, JWH, the dirty dog. If anyone, someone was asking who my least favourite players are, well, JWH is in there. But he finished with a 76, got a try. Nice work, JWH. Uh, and Suwali, 74. Wow, Suwali, he... <laughs> I said a few weeks ago when he was in the 400 and somethings and he was on the sell list, I was saying to people, you've bought him and ch- and you've chased him before when he scored 100. The next week you got him and you got a 40. He does have those in him, but I w- I've just said to people, I would hold, I would have hold- held him and just played him on matchups because he just seems, to- he even though it may not equate to big scores every week, he is definitely getting better every week. And I think he'll be on that kangaroo tour. He is, wow, some sort of player in the making, um, if not already. Um Moving on to the bads. It's going to be kicked off with Mr. 200th game, Teddy, 43.3%. 
He was 9.9% and I've just said, what a shit 200th. He finished on 47. There was nothing for him there. And I've never quite seen uh, a game where Teddy's been that, you know, not involved. Um, Lolo, 37%, 45. He ran 60 metres. So, look, the poor old cows. I'm not going to... I'm not going to bag him, but it's a crap score. Um, drink water, 16%. Uh, mate, there was no line break assist sort of try assist stuff, and he finished on 48. You have to live with it, um, unfortunately, but it was a tough matchup for the chook, for, for the uh, cows, and, you know, they had a lot on their plate as well. Um, Manu, 43.1. Not as involved um, the last couple of weeks. Um, two point something captained him. Uh, I mean, they must be ghost teams, um, but he has got a quieter one in him. I mean, a bit harsh, 802, because he finished on 52. But him and Drinky, probably a little bit underwhelming for what they're capable of. Um, Nanai, 14.6%. You don't see any of these out of them with, you know, in a long time. Um, and, and unfortunately, in this game, there was nothing there. A couple of bombs that went up and he sort of contested for him. You thought maybe he'd score a try, but he didn't. 35. Um, he was well contained. Didn't have many runs either in that game. Uh, and another ugly in there is going to have to go to Val, 23.6%, 36. He was very well contained. Um, and, you know, he's lucky he got some goal kicks in there. Uh, Val this week. So there was a, it was a game where, I mean, it was 32 to 18. It was 50 points scored, but a lot of low scores in there, If you unless you're Verrills. <laughs> <laughs> but um, look, let's see what happens for them after this week once they hopefully, you know, pick themselves up and start feeling a little bit better. Um, On to the Tigers versus the Sharks. The Sharks got the job done 36 to 12. I wrote down that the Sharks second halves stink um, and they're outside backs. They're not glamorous outside backs, even though they really are. It's because all they're, all they're doing is grunt runs out of their own area. Look, I said it a couple of weeks ago, they defend like a team, they attack like individuals, and that isn't changing. Um, look, I think that could be what's missing. I think that they, I've just done a little bit of a guess of where I think the ladder will end and who will finish in what spot or cover that at the end of the show. I think they're going to be in good shape with their run home and where they are on the ladder. So they're getting the W's you know, enough W's to win the games and get themselves in good spaces on the ladder. I just think when they come up against some of these, you know, if they get a sneaky um, South or uh, Bunnies, I mean Souths or uh, Roosters in the finals, they could be in trouble if they keep playing like that in attack, I think. Um, because I think that they'll just get outscored by these these teams. It doesn't matter when you're playing the Tigers um, or, you know, these other teams, but... They've got a soft draw going into the finals, and I think they're going to want to slick it up, and they're going to want to have better second halves. But, I mean, that who am I? I'm a Raiders fan. We're still in the hunt. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think that the they've had a good year. They've got a lot going for them. It's just this one recipe, thing of the recipe for success that they're missing. Um, but they've got the job done. Um, the good for me, well, I'm going to say Nico. He updated nicely, 61.8%. He was the highest captain of the week, 31%, 90 points he updated to. Look, he was on 52 or 4 or something at halftime, and I thought he looked better than a 20 or 16 or 17 points in the second half. I thought he looked better than that. So I'm not surprised with the 20-point update. I was kind of expecting it. I was expecting less, at least 15. I'm happy with the 20 points updated. Um, 
Last five for him, 80, 47, 74, 112, 90. The last three weeks have been very good. Um, other ones, Royce Hunt, 82 points. What's going on? The dogs. Shut up. Trying to do a podcast. Uh, sorry, but sorry about that. Um, Braley, 94. Ramian with an 86. McGuinness with a 79. Nicora with a 79. Get the ball to Mulatalo. Uh, Mulatalo was my bad, 11.2%, uh, 49. It's a bit harsh, but look, he's not going to win your head-to-heads. People are going to have Corey Oates as someone like that. They're going to beat me because I'm having to play bloody Toro who, and Mulatalo, who look like world beaters at a point, you know, and um, the Sharks give me the irrits. They really do. Us Raiders fans don't like Sharks anyway, but this doesn't, you know, I own, own Mulatalo and it's making it worse. Um, he's killed by his inside man. He's last five weeks, 33, 28, 40, 46, and this 49. That stinks. That stinks. He's almost unplayable. You know, we keep, I keep playing. I'm like, this kid's the Tigers. Surely he gets over for a pie. Nah. Uh, and the ugly for me was Tuolagi, 15.2%. He got a 36. He's a bit lazy and he always goes down injured, the old uh, Tuolagi. He's been pretty good actually in recent weeks. I had a look at his last five, 42, 61, 62, 82 last week. People might have even got to the point of playing him this week. Um, the fish with the 36. Well, it could have been a... He started on 18, so he updated, <laughs> which you'd be happy enough about if you were silly enough to play him. Uh, on to the next game, the Broncos versus the Knights. The Broncos got the job done 28-10. to 10. They won, but they kind of didn't, in my opinion. They don't look great. There's not good signs in my from my point of view. Um, I really think the Broncos are going to make... They're going to be cannon fodder. In the finals, there's a couple of teams in the finals who I really think did enough in the start of the year, and I guess they've sort of found their way into finals. I think that's probably the Broncos. I think it's the Cows. Sorry, Cowboys fans. Um, and I think the Eels. I think it's all the other teams that are going to sort of make it into the um, finals are much, much better than them overall and probably peaking at the right time instead of falling over, you know, and falling down. The Broncos are one of those teams. Look, on their day, and if everything's firing and they're doing everything well, I think they can cause an upset, but it'll be an upset in my point of view. I think that they're probably one of the worst teams that are in the the eight this year. The good for me was Cobo, 15.1. He was on the bad. He was on the uglies or something last week. Fish on 119 this week, three tries. Um, that's a star for this week in the center wing because we're getting 40s. Us other ones, you grabbed a nice 119. He's had a pretty good ownership too. Everyone would have played him. Um, 65, 45, 77. If you played him this week, you just stayed with the process because he got an 18 last week. You still played him because it was up against the Knights at home and you got your 119. Well done. You deserve it. Um, other good scores in there for me were Oates. He down-dated a little bit to 76. A-Ray went up 21 points to 100. I mean, I still might make the trade in the halfback position, you know, and he could be an option. You know, he had a bit of a, a rubbish couple of weeks, didn't he, before this, but he's turned up this week. Um, D. Daniel Safidi with a 76. Terrari, Terrari Martin, um, 86 was good. Stags, 
he, he well, he's going to go from, I was like, Staggs was pretty good for Staggs. He probably didn't turn up, but he got a 64. Well, he's lost near 30 points. He's down dated to 38. Poor old Staggs. <laughs> Even when he, he looks like he's going to be a good super coach option or super coach score, he, he can't hold on to it. Um, he was one of the bad bads for me. Thirty eight gags, gag eye, three point three percent, thirty seven points. Um, and Walters six point four percent, um, thirty four points. I was like, surely no percent of people played Walters, but thirteen percent of his owners did play. So you got your thirty four points. Unlucky. Um, over to the Raiders versus the Dragons, mate. It's a hard old watch every time you're a Raiders fan. Look, uh, sucked into you, Dragons, because we got wrestled by you, you know. The, and here's a little note for all of you people saying the Raiders are shit. If we didn't get robbed by Lodge and the nonsense in the bunker and the refereeing, you know, in, when they played the Warriors in uh, Redcliffe and we didn't get the dodgy Ben Hunt stuff in uh, our last game against the Dragons, we'd be in the eight. Yeah, we'd be in the eight by now. So it was good to get a little bit back on the Dragons sucked in. It was only two seconds left on the clock, and it was only minutely holding him down. Not Nothing compared to Ben Hunt's. So sucked in. Get that one up, yeah. Sucked in. Where have I got any... Uh... <laughs> You'd want to be a Dragons fan. Um... So the good for me was Tau Tau Amon, 9.7%. He was only played by 19% of his owners. That had hurt, wouldn't it? Um, 119, he got three tries. How can the Raiders not tackle him? I mean, I don't think the Raiders are going to make the top eight. I think the Roosters are winning enough games. The only team I think that could be on the downslide is the Broncos. And look... They might as well be the Raiders if it's going to be the Broncos. But I do not want the, you know, any of the, you know, the Roosters or, you know, Rabbitohs. I'm sure the Rabbitohs won't. Yeah, I don't want any of those other teams to drop out. And I'm happy for the Raiders to miss the finals. I don't think they deserve it. Um, But they're still technically alive. Um, So Amon was good, 136 points. Um, Savage was pretty good at the back there with a 75. Bird, I've got in there, 69 points. The bad for me was Fogarty's only 0.7% owned. He finished with a 41. 46 people brought him in. You know, it's a bit of a silly bring-in. 58, 111, 56, 45, 41. Those last two scores ought to be like, I'm worried I'm going to get a 40. And you did. Um, Ugly was Adam Elliott, 2.7%. Finished on a 25. Look, the game hasn't updated yet, but he's had a quiet one. Um, And he's been pretty good. 57, 66, 51, 62. Not as good as he was in other parts in the year, but I don't know if I would have brought him in um, 25 this week Un. Fortunate. Lomax was an ugly 15.6%. Um, 26 points he finished on. It was a poor game, I think, by Lomax out there. How's he been? 85, 60, 43, 44, and then this 26. It hasn't been a great three weeks uh, for Lomax owners. Um, in the last game, the Titans did a number on the point. I tipped it. I was in a chat on Titans going to win. Everyone's laughing at me. Um, but the Titans got the job done 44 to 24. We kind of thought this was going to be the scoreline. Maybe the other way around. Um, but the Titans got the job done. The good for me was AJ Brimson tunned up 107. A very good game by AJ. Looked very dangerous out there. Um, Bo Furmore, a couple of tries for him uh, for 90. was also very good. 
Boyd good with a 78. David Fafidari was all basically one run, but we'll take it. 78 or uh, 75 points. Kelly was good, 71. Garrick, as always, really, 78. Um, Parker was good with a 70. Uh, Gerbo with a 69 um, were my good scores for the game. Bad was Ola, 43%. He had a bit of a shite game. Um, Ola, and he's that's three in a row. Uh, for Ola, let's find him. Where are you? Moly. Uh, he hasn't been good. He got an injured and then into Jer- uh, the game after Jersey stuff. And then this game, I think he's been, yeah, uh, 29-45. And then this one this week, 47. You know, the ones before that were 82 and 82. We need 80 points out of Hamola. He looked, you know, he, did, he looks off to me, just like Manly looks off. Um. The ugly was DCE. Carney have a low one in him. 26, uh, 26 points for DCE. Um, I'm going to put a line through him. <laughs> like, clearly gets suspended. I'm thinking about all these halfback options to bring in, and I don't even know if there's any, you know, outside of Hines to bring in. So I'm going to put a line through DCE <laughs> and think about it next week when I'm in these do or dies because – this doesn't bring in, put any, you know, people brought DCE in this week thinking he'd ton up against these Titans. And no, you got the complete opposite of that. You got 26, which is really unfortunate. Um, look, let's finish off the show. A bit of a short one because, look, there's not even any point really doing a um, show. We're right at the end of Supercoach and the season. Most people are burnt trades and stuff. Um, look, I can give you pars and I can go through the good, bad and ugly, um, you know, and... If you've got, you want something to listen to, you can listen to it. I don't even know. I'm, I'm going to put this on private and have a listen back myself first because I don't even think it sounds any good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um, look, I reckon that the top eight is pretty much going to stay as it is now. I think those are the eight teams that are going to be in there. I'm tipping the Panthers. Obviously, I think they've got the number one sewn up. I think the number two spot on the ladder is going to be the Sharks. They are just a touch behind the Cowboys who still have hard games and the Sharks have a really light draw home. So I'm tipping the Sharks to take that second spot on the ladder. Um, I think the Cowboys will drop to third on the ladder. I think the Storm will be fourth. Um, they'll take up the fourth spot in the on the ladder. Now look, that's second bite at the cherry, but you certainly don't want to finish fourth in my opinion, playing Penrith at home. Um, so... You know, I think that the Storm are going to finish in fourth. Number five on the ladder, I think, is going to probably be the Rabbitohs. Um, and I'm going to say the Eels, um, Bron- Eels probably Broncos, and then Roosters um, will be the other ones in the eight. What order? Yeah, I think the Rabbitohs might be fifth, and maybe it's the Roosters seventh. I don't know, but we'll wait and see. I think that those are the teams that are going to be in there anyway. And I think, like I said, that's going to be probably... You know, Rabbitohs maybe against the Roosters in round one, you know, and it could be Eels, Broncos. Um, but one way or another, whoever ends up against South and Roosters, I think will be pet- a little bit petrified um, come week one of the finals. Um, thanks for listening. I think 1,200 odd is going to be par. I'm probably in a pretty good mood with that because I'm in the lead in the two things that I want to win this week. Uh, hopefully I don't get stiffed again by updates. The last time I lost to Bron in mid-year was when she got that 
BS um, auto emergency instead of because uh, I didn't even know that you you couldn't get a negative um, AE, um, but she jagged me. I was winning that one, and she got a, a her auto emergency was a better score. So it'll bring me a little bit of pleasure to beat her if I can and hold on, uh, stay alive in this two hundred dollar cashy. Um, but we'll wait and see. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Um, Reach out to me, guys, if you if you need any help with anything, you're doing it tough. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you, well, again on TLT. A request. Pretty groovy song. I've never known a girl like you before. Now just like in a song from days of yore Here you come a knocking, knocking on my door And I've never met a girl like you before Give me just a taste so I want more Now my hands are bleeding and my knees are raw Cause now you got me crawling, crawling on the floor And I've never known a girl like you before I hope to God I'm talking metaphorically I hope that I'm talking allegorically Know that I'm talking about the way I feel And I've never known a girl like you before Never, 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 never Never known a girl like you before Never met a girl like you before